the poet calls it a magical act. Lindy Huff compares choreographers to magicians, as she writes, When you set a dance on a person, that is magical. No other dancer can ever come along and dance it exactly, because all the movements, the curve of the arms and fall of the weight, were worked out with your first joy at the choreography, trying to grasp onto that original dancer's body, which fits it like a glove. The opening of The Choreographer, a poem by Lindy Huff. Staging a dance, especially the Nutcracker, filled with enchantment as it is, may seem magical, but it is challenging and often difficult, especially when the deadline is looming. But Amy Carter Casimir rises to the challenge each year, and each year the Victorian Nutcracker she creates with her team is different because... What is most important, the dancers are new or they've grown and carry themselves differently this year over last year. But Amy has an eye, maybe like a sculptor who is posing a living, breathing model, and she can see great potential in the present. And she pushes just a bit to bring out the best her dancers have to offer, often surprising them in the process. Amy Casimir is a seasoned professional who began her career on the West Coast, moving on to New York, dancing in the Nutcracker and Stars and Stripes with the Pennsylvania Ballet, and settling in Lewisburg to found and direct Strictly Ballet, a ballet school dedicated to classical ballet training for all ages and levels. And she delves deeply into the story and history of the Nutcracker to inform her vision and the way she hopes we'll experience the fantastic tale. The fifth annual Victorian Nutcracker will be presented by Strictly Ballet and River Stage Community Theatre on Saturday, December 17th at 2 o'clock and again at 7 o'clock at the Green Space Centre, Market Street in Lewisburg. We had a chance to speak by phone with Amy Casimir, artistic director of the Victorian Nutcracker, and Trey Casimir, who is producer of the ballet, to learn about this year's presentation. We're putting on a community nutcracker, and community means different things to people. This year is the biggest community event of all. Uh, We're putting on both acts of the nutcracker for the first time. It's our fifth year of doing it. We're very excited about that. And... Community means that we have little girls on stage who've never been in a ballet class or on stage before, and so I have to remind them that they can't stand like they're waiting for the bus. And it means we have adults who haven't taken ballet class in years, but they're excited to get back into it, and they are on stage doing their very best and looking beautiful. And we have dancers who spend their weeks training for this, and they are getting better and better every rehearsal. We have actors on stage who are used to taking a script home and perfecting their part before they get to rehearsal, and in ballet, there's no script. They have to learn the music and the steps in the studio, so they have to adjust to that. So it's a a very big community event, and we have how many dancers? 42. 42. How do you account for this wonderful development this year? Well, I think it's especially Amy's ambition. You know, she has been unsatisfied since the beginning that we weren't putting on the entire ballet. And her, her studio is called Strictly Ballet. We call her Madam Strictly at home. And yes. <laughs> and she's always 
been the the standard bearer, the standard maker, and it's it's always been unsatisfactory to her that we're putting on portions of the ballet. So she's kept pushing us to find the money, find the costumes, find the dancers, find the time and space to to do the whole ballet. And we have grown each year, and we've gained some wonderful sponsors who've supported the professional dancers we've hired for the last three years. And and here we are, after five years, able to put on the whole the whole ballet. Can you tell that the audience has been growing as well? Is it word of mouth? Is it the excitement of the people who care about the dancers and want to come and support them? It must be all of that. It is all of that. I think I think there is a, a community of dance lovers around here that, that doesn't necessarily have much outlet. And so we have this, this core of people, probably 50-mile radius, who the word gradually filters out to. Then we have the families of the performers who have been in the show, and their extended families come. Our sponsors also have their friends and associations they bring. And we do various promotional things, from posters to postcards. So it's a multi-pronged approach, and River Stage uses their channels as well to reach out to their supporters. I think what's unusual about our Nutcracker also, the community aspect of it is, is that we hold open auditions, and you don't have to be a dancer, but most importantly, if you are a dancer, you can come from any studio, and it's not you have to be in my studio to come do this. It's open to anybody who wants to be a part of the ballet. We can recognize that many studios just couldn't afford to mount a production of The Nutcracker. Now let me ask you, Amy, how do you approach the choreography? Is this your Nutcracker? Yes, although I've danced Balanchine's version on stage, and I've danced William Christensen's version on stage, and so uh, I have those in my body still. And what I do is when I get people auditioning, I will see who fits best in the roles and drives Trey nuts because then we have to buy more costumes if we don't have the right size costume for that person. But I'll cast them in the roles and I'll see what their strengths are and I will try and choreograph to their strengths. So every year it's a new production. The certain aspects stay the same. You know, the story is always the same and you know, the Nutcracker always gets broken the same way. But when it comes to the dancing part, the dancing choreography, I try and choreograph it so that the people on stage look their best and also so they're learning something in the process. I try to make it challenging for them. And I have to say, I knew that my wife was a beautiful dancer, and I knew she taught a great ballet class, but I had no idea what kind of choreographer she was going to be. And she's really a special choreographer in terms of casting and then stretching the cast. So every year... We start out, and, and it's just a little beyond the performer's reach at the beginning of rehearsal. And then as the months go by, they, they fill up the role, and as long as they come to rehearsal, by well, the time we get to the performance, they're, they're dancing beyond where they were before. And this is the frustrating part of it being a community nutcracker, is that some of our, the majority of our, our participants, dancers included in this, they're performers, and so they're not only in the Nutcracker, but they're also doing concerts in school, and they're doing community choral concerts, and they're going to band practices, and so it is tricky. Some some people I'm a little bit worried about this year because they're still learning their choreography, and those are the newer dancers maybe, and others you know, have known it from the, from the third rehearsal, and they've been working to improve their technique every single time they come. So we have a lot to think about for each individual on stage. And what about the scenery? Amy has been more and more developing this, this idea of Victoriana 
as, as a unifying theme for, for her theatrical production. So we have a Victorian fairy garden party in the summer. We have a Victorian nutcracker in the winter. And so in, in the nutcracker, it's kind of juxtaposed the, the first half, the first act, which is straight-laced and indoor. Reality. And, you know, the more somber, sober part of Victoriana. And then as the dancers go into the snow scene and into the land of sweets, it becomes much more the fever dream kind of fantastical, fantastical, fairy-driven part of Victoriana. So we try to make our sets and costumes reflect that. Amy tries to make the choreography reflect that. And that's, that's a you know, part of, of the identity of this Nutcracker that, that we continue to try to flesh out and, and develop. You are fortunate, as you suggest, to have sponsors who allow you to bring in some wonderful dancers from New York. Introduce us to who will be with you this year. Alina Mietnin, who was our Sugar Plum Fairy last year, is returning this year. And her, her colleague, her cavalier this year, is Sean Stewart. They both have extensive performance careers, including uh, dancing for American Ballet Theater in New York City. We, we've met Elena and seen her dance and can't wait to have her back on our stage. And Sean is a, a new guy. We, you know, we're hungry to see new dancers. And so I can't wait for the kids to see them dance. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so inspirational for them. It's the kind of thing where they see it and they're not discouraged because they're not there yet. It's more an aspirational kind of experience. Honestly, for some of them, I think they can't believe it. It's, it's unbelievable what they can do. And, and others, it's aspirational. And others, they're, they're wondering how in the world can they possibly do that? <laughs> no, it's true. They have, they have different impacts on different people, and that's in the audience as well as, as among the performers. But the first year we had them, these were different dancers, but it was during the height of the pandemic, and it was all completely outlandish. And we said they were like diamonds dropped into our little jewel box. And so the professionals, you know, this is, this is what Amy and I, this is what we aspire to. And we have standards for our, for our production, from how the backstage workers work to how the performers on stage work to how the posters get made. And it makes us a big nuisance sometimes to different people. But we're, we're trying to provide people with a professional experience on stage, provide our audience with a, an entertaining and professional production. What about River Stage? They're partnering? Did they open their space to you? Yes. So first of all, they're, they're completely generous with the theater. From the time the last production ended in early November, the theater has been ours. Mostly for the first weeks, it's just a matter of laying down the marley, the dance floor covering, and uh, getting our sets out of storage and making sure they're refurbished and assembled and painted and whatnot. But they also run the box office and all the front, front of uh, house staff. They have coordinated the promotion this year and, again, advertises to their base and their, their members. They're, they're pitching in in a bunch of different ways. You're working so hard to do what you've just laid out for us, and people are excited about being part of this experience. What do you see just overall as the importance of the Nutcracker in the community. Why is it so fulfilling for you to do this and for us to experience it, would you say? That's a tough one, and I think there are a few different levels to to our response. So, first of all, it was in part a way, especially for Amy to have an outlet. She had a ballet studio. 
She had a lot of ideas. And in the first place, when Lewisburg's longtime Victorian Christmas parade stopped, there was an opening, a, a natural opening to be filled. And she had this idea to do a Victorian nutcracker. And so we, we started off kind of innocently. And it was a lot of fun, and it was you know much bigger success than we expected. And then it took on a little bit of a life of its own. But as we've gone along, I think for each of us, you know, it has had different meanings. I'm more and more interested in just trying to create or develop a local dance culture because there there are a lot of different acting groups, River Stage and BTE and Bloomsburg and CTE and Williamsport and lots of opportunities for people to perform on stage and in plays. But the dance scene is, is very fragmented. There are a whole bunch of little studios. You know, it's people's livelihood, so they're very jealous about their dancers. And it's all reasonable, but it's, it's a shame that there aren't more opportunities for local people to have opportunities to express themselves through dance. So that's more and more my interest in, in the direction I'm looking in the future. Then specifically for this ballet, Amy's been reading the original story by E.A. Hoffman this year. And it turns out it's almost as confusing in the, in the original form as it usually is on stage, but more and more... It seems like it's kind of a parable about humankind's struggle with nature and trying to reconcile their, their human ways with the, with the ways of the wild. And that certainly is a, a very modern topic. There you know, a lot of us struggling with the same thing today. So it's got a lot of different layers. Tell us more, Amy. Uh, well, I was reading The Nutcracker. I read it a long time ago, I'm sure, but I read it again this year, and it, it was fantastic. I had a smile on my face the whole time. It, it's different than the ballet, but it is just as fantastical in parts, and I would read a line that was so carefully written, I would say, exactly, and I feel like I've choreographed to the to this book, even though it's a ballet and the music is you know not connected to the actual story in, in a way. I think in modern times, Victorian becomes a caricature, it becomes a stereotype, but it was real people, you know, living through real history, and there are specific drivers, uh, culturally, politically, economically, that, that made those styles and made those themes in, in art and literature what they were. And a lot of that, you know, in a way, that was the beginning of the modern era, and, and we're still living through the Industrial Revolution and these various kinds of emancipations that occurred and, and all that kind of stuff. So there, there are a lot of reverberations, and, and as we do it more and, and we go into it deeper, hopefully we're able to put on the stage some of this texture and some of this depth. And, th and that texture and depth is hard to get from little children with a very young cast. And, and, and older people also have adults also, but uh, that texture and depth, that's what they're learning week to week. They're learning what it means to come each week and to not just learn their steps, but try and be characters on stage. Amy, you must, of course, be concerned about the way all of the elements go together, not just the dance and people executing their steps together with the music. Trey, you've just talked about the costumes and the scenery and how it all comes together. Is there a wonderful costume that you're particularly tickled with this year or one that's lasted through a couple of seasons, not because it's your favorite, but because it maybe says so much about the character who is wearing it or, or helps us understand the character? Honestly, this year I've been zhuzhing up the party scene costumes. We've had to buy some new costumes for our cast, and they were very plain, and I have been looking at a lot of Victorian fashion, and I've been adding ribbons and bows and lace, and that's the way I'm feeling about this Nutcracker this year. It's, it's, it's let's decorate it. 
But there's also, I have to say, there's the Mother Ginger dress. Every Nutcracker has a Mother Ginger dress. And ours was made for us by Cindy Schaefer, who is a longtime Lewisburg costumer, art teacher at the high school. And her dress really moves. A lot of the, the Mother Ginger dresses are like sculptures that kind of wheel out on the stage and the, the trick happens and then it wheels back off the stage. But we have photographs of our Mother Ginger, who is played by Emily Ann Bowen, and one of them is Ginger Tornado, <laughs> and another one is Ginger Jellyfish. And it's, it's because the, the dress moves so much. And uh, I'm proud of all of our costumes. We've, yeah. we've either made them or juiced them up or... Purchased some very nice ones. Yep. Tutus. So we've, we've, we've got about 100 costumes now that we've really spent a lot of time collecting. But that, that Mother Ginger dress is a, a particularly characteristic success on our stage. For people who now have heard this conversation and say, oh, I'd love to experience that. Tell us how we can. The tickets are available at riverstagetheater.org. Theater is spelled T-H-E-R-T-R-E, riverstagetheater.org. It's going to be performed on December 17th, Saturday, December 17th, at 2 and 7 p.m. in the Riverstage Theater at the Green Space Center, 815 Market Street in Lewisburg. Trey Casimir is the producer and Amy Casimir, the artistic director. A Lewisburg Victorian Nutcracker Year 5 with two performances on Saturday, December 17th at the Green Space Center, and that's 815 Market Street in Lewisburg, Saturday, December 17th at 2, and again in the evening at 7. For more information on the web, River Stage Theatre. RiverStageTheater.org A Lewisburg Victorian Nutcracker on Saturday, December 17th at 2 and then again at 7 and that will be at the Green Space Center 815 Market Street in Lewisburg and for more information on the web RiverStageTheater.org